God only knows why. First of all, you can't even... That's right, first of all. First of all, you can't even log on to Ask Akira on a Thursday without hearing some fire new JBP Wave from JBP Wave, the album. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What up, everybody? What up, everybody? Logged in already on the YouTube. You bad motherfuckers. I appreciate you. Hey, guess what? Shit was working this week for the most part. It was like... It was like 87% working. We had a link in advance. You could get here in advance. Andrew sung Sudoku. Sudoku says, sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. We've been working on that. We've been working on things sounding so good. What up, everyone, over in the Instagram? Instagram is also live. Oh, shit, Envy's in the house. We just summoned Envy by the power of, uh, of certain magical chords. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy shit. Right, on that song I just played you, I'm sampling myself. I'm sampling a song called Nothing Lasts Forever. And I made that song with Envy, like eight years ago. And I haven't even fucking seen Envy in God knows how long. And she just appears on my Instagram live feed like that. That's fucking magic. That's what that is. That's magic. The force is with us, ladies and gentlemen. The force is with us. And we're out here. We're in here. This is Don Studios. This is Thursday. It's a beautiful, 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 beautiful day to be alive. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? Good news. Good news. News flash. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Oh, shit. What's going on, everybody? Sammy Bo Selector says, I'm oppressed. It's all you lot's fault. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's true. That's true. We're we're out here actively oppressing you in the chat room. So, uh, yeah, sort it out, bucko. Hey, I watched some TV this week. How about that? Uh, I haven't watched any TV for a long, 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 long time. The last thing I watched was uh, Westworld, and I managed to get through like one episode of that every three weeks over the course of the year, and it, it was a pretty miserable experience, and I kind of, reg- I, no, I don't kind of, I ac- actively regret it. Uh, but I watched Cobra Kai this week. Cobra Kai is the sequel to The Karate Kid done as a TV show, and it's what I've always wanted people to do whenever they talk about doing 80s movie sequels or whatever. It's always these like reboot things or just stupid shit. I'm like, no, just do a sequel that's set now with those characters where they're at now in their lives. Like, I want to see Ferris Bueller in his 40s. Like, what's happened to this motherfucker? Life's probably, it's probably, it probably isn't all as wonderful as it could have been and stuff. And like, you could do something interesting with that. That's a, that's a story I'm interested in. I'm interested in, in that. And this is what they've done with Cobra Kai. It's these motherfuckers in their 50s or whatever. And it's like, and it's very, 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 very well done. Now, in the middle, of, I felt it's like, it's kind of trash. It's like, this, this is kind of trash. This isn't fucking Homer's Odyssey or anything. But uh, I'm still enjoying it. And then in the end, they really brought it home in a magnificent fashion. I was like, actually, this is, this is actually very good. This isn't sub-dexter trash. This is, uh, you know, it's not Game of Thrones season three or anything, but it's, it was very good. It's very good. So, yes, I, I actually sat on the sofa with my wife and watched TV this week. It was some fucked up shit. Because you know I've spent the past God knows how long just, like, working till three in the morning every single day. This week... I, uh, I sat on the sofa with my wife for a couple of evenings. Yeah, yeah, guess what? Guess what? I don't feel guilty. Guess what? Guess what? I feel great. 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 Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller overcoming cancer in the fear of death, says Synapsion. Yeah, thanks for that. That was depressing. Yeah, still. Still. Yes. Uh, LG says, this smoke is oppressing my view of the mountains. I just appreciate it all the more when it clears. Yeah, see? Good. 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 Uh, this week, Hercules, my five-year-old boy genius son, went to uh, kindergarten. He started kindergarten. 
so that gets an applause button. Hollywood Hercules goes to kindergarten. Same school as uh, one of my idols, one of everybody's idols. I, th- I think my wife asked me not to mention what school he was at. She doesn't want him doxxed. All those Hercules fans turning up at school. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. But anyway, he goes to, he goes to kindergarten now. And he, his first day, he had these beautiful gold shoes. They lit up and shit. They're the shoes he wanted. I knew he wanted those shoes. We found them in Santiago. They were beautiful. And uh, he was a little nervous. He was holding my hand on the way up there. I was like, how you feeling? He says, oh, I've got a boom, 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 boom in my tummy. Like on the first day of pre-K and when I was on the airplane. And when he said airplane, I think he meant when he was on the airplane flying to America to see me. And he hadn't seen me for ages. We t- he talks about that a lot. Oh, my beautiful boy. Anyway, yeah, we get to the school and uh, he, like, a bunch of kids from his pre-K are going to the same school. There's like, oh, there's a little gang of him. So you won't be, it's not so scary. What I blow if I hook it, you bad motherfucker. Uh, it won't be so scary. You know, he's got homies. But guess what? They put him in a completely different class to all his homies, and they put all his homies in the other class, right? And I was like, oh, shit. And I, I could see my wife, like, start to freak out in her face. Her face started going, oh. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about the concept of choosing one's own guiding angels, right? You just choose an angel, have them at your shoulder. And one of my angels pops up. It's Jocko Willink, and he goes, good. He has to make new friends. I was like, oh, yeah. Thanks, Jocko Angel. I told my wife, and, and she got that calmed her down. And uh, in retrospect, that's blatantly, the, it's great. It's great that he's been stuck in a class on his own with none of his existing friends, and he's been forced to make new friends. That's awesome. And guess what? I peeked in later in the day. I looked through the door, and, uh, and there he was, right bang in the middle of a semicircle of children facing the teacher, clap, clap, clapping, singing a thing. He's, like, playing with kids on either side of him. He's already making new homies. And uh, he came back from school, super happy, made a bunch of new friends, witnessed some new interesting shit. So, uh, yeah. Boom. Good. 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 Whatever the, adver- the seeming adversity or the seeming negative, Jocko Angel pops up on my shoulder and points out why it's actually good. Hey, Manster Bear says, so how many people have pointed out that Ask Akira might look like Asa Akira to some people? I'm sure no one here, but to some people, I'm sure. Hey, guess what? Someone says that every week. Every week. Every week, someone says, oh, I thought it said Asa Akira. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you search Ask Akira on uh, the podcasting thing of your choice, the top result before Ask Akira is actually Asa Akira, uh, who, who has a podcast for Pornhub, apparently. Hey, and guess what else? This is the other weird thing. Guess who followed me on Twitter the other day? Asa Akira follows me on Twitter. And uh, I couldn't follow her back because I have a very highly curated feed of stuff that's like sort of super interesting and mind expanding. And she just posts porn all the time. <laughs> but I'm sure she's a cool person. She used to hang out with um, Tyler, the creator. I know she has good taste in music. Like I remember Tyler, the creator, when Odd Future were coming out, like she used to go to all their parties and stuff. You'd see that in the... Uh, in, in the rap magazines, back when there were rap magazines, they don't exist anymore, RIP. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it's true. Uh, people do confuse Ask Akira with Asa Akira, and Asa Akira followed your boy on Twitter the other day. So, yeah. The stars are fucking aligning, gang. The stars are aligning. Shouts out to all the bears out there. We got bears in the building. Bears, righteous bears. There are bears out there, and these aren't San Francisco bears. Well, maybe they're San Francisco bears as well. These are Owen Benjamin's bears. Shouts out to Owen Benjamin. He's a bad motherfucker. Uh, I listen to his uh, live stream on the way to work sometimes. Uh, quite, a lot, quite a lot, actually. Uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, so shouts out to all the bears. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if he's been kicked off, off 
Facebook yet um, or YouTube or whatever. I think he did his live stream get stopped the other day. People have been having their live streams kicked off of YouTube for mentioning Alex Jones. It's like, say Candyman three times and you get stabbed in the face. It's like, say Alex Jones three times and your live stream gets booted. So uh, th I think that's two times I've said Alex Jones now. Oh shit, that's three. Are we about to get booted? Let's see. No, we're still here. Oh shit. Hey, well, guess what? Here's the thing, right? I hadn't uh, watched an Alex Jones or listened to an Alex Jones broadcast since like the election, I don't think. Around the time of the, uh, the American election, Alex Jones' channel was one of the, the places to be. It was very, very exciting times. Uh, we w I remember election night, we were flicking between... Uh, we, were flicking, we, had, we had the projector up and we had YouTube running all these streams and we were flicking between uh, CNN and Fox and uh, Infowars mainly. And Infowars was fucking hilarious on, on, on uh, election night of the Donald. Uh, it was fucking Alex Jones and Roger Stone drinking champagne. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. And uh, CNN, it was like... It was a fucking... It was funeral. It was fucking funny. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? But yeah, I hadn't watched any Alex Jones for like, since then, like two years. I hadn't seen Alex Jones. I hadn't really heard of Alex Jones. He became a lot more meme -y lately. I'd see him on, uh, on meme -y boys channels, like Chris Gregan and people like that. But um, anyway, since they unpersoned him and they kicked him off every social media apart from Twitter... Uh, he's all over my fucking YouTube. It's all, I log into my YouTube and it's just like every other video is Alex Jones. It's, uh, you know, it's just people reposting his content. I don't know why the algorithm is suddenly, but the YouTube algorithm, YouTube, who, who seem seemingly want to destroy Alex Jones, all they're doing is showing me Alex Jones. So I'm wondering if the whole thing is actually like a grand conspiracy to make Alex Jones the most influential person on the planet. And that's actually what they're doing. It's like the, uh, the, the, the dark, the, the powers that be actually want Alex Jones to be the biggest, most influential thing in culture. And that's why they've done this. Because were that, the, were that what they were trying to do, they're doing a very good job of it. So yeah, I've got, I got to wonder. I've got to wonder. Monster Bear says uh, they threw him down the memory hole. Yeah, but they didn't though, because he's everywhere. Like, I, I see Alex Jones more now than I have at any point in my life. And I've been aware of Alex Jones since, uh, since the 90s. My guy, since the 90s, the 90s, that guy has been around, and lo, he still remains. And uh, lo, this is Ask Akira, and I haven't answered a single fucking question. Yo, yo. So, uh, yeah, what about that? Um, okay, let's answer some questions. Why not? Shit, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here. Shouts out to Spencer in, uh, on the Instagram. He says, hey, amigo, I was just saying this to my girlfriend last night. Real Jones, love you, brother. Yo, I love you, too. Love you too. Uh, Jesse Jupiter says, what do you think about living in Cali? I, I th well, I live here and I, I love it. Every day you wake up and it's sunny. You look out the window. I did this this morning. I like look out the window. I was like, shit. Hey, guess what, baby? Guess what? She's like, what? I go, it's a beautiful day to be alive. And you know, that's always true, but it's a lot easier to know that's true in California. So there. Uh, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Says Beaumont Mike. Well, I would say off the top of my head, I really like the conspiracy theory about Jar Jar Binks being uh, an evil Sith Lord. I like the uh, the, the theory is that uh, in those Star, Star Wars prequels, the first one, the first thing that happens is Jar Jar turns up and he's a fucking mong. He's uh, like the fool. He's the, he's the fool character, right? And uh, 
but it, like he's always at the heart of the action and stuff seems to be going on around him. And then in that second movie, suddenly this weird Doku guy turns up and he's in a spaceship that's shaped of, it's the, it's the same shape as Jar Jar's head. And he's surrounded by droids who will look like Jar Jar. And, uh, and uh, if you've ever read Foundation by Isaac Asimov, you'll recognize that Star Wars stole a lot of plot points from that. And one of the plot points is uh, that basically the main boss, the evil boss, is uh, disguised in plain sight as a fool for like a whole book before you realize he's the evil guy. And uh, so, yeah, the conspiracy theory is that Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be the big evil Sith Lord, the big bad behind everything. And they were going to reveal that in the second film, but they pussied out because uh, he was he just, they had fucking like uh, mountains of, of unsolved Jar Jar toys after the first film because no one really liked him. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know, if you're building a bad guy, having the guy that no one likes be the bad guy, that would have been genius. But uh, they just didn't stick the landing on that one. Tragic. Tragic. Uh, King of the Wasteland says, Jack the Ripper being one of Queen Victoria's sons is my favorite conspiracy. Hey, my, uh, my bachelor party, which for whatever reason, my two best men decided it would be a great idea to take me on a tour of uh, Jack the Ripper's, uh, all the places that he killed prostitutes. I don't know why. Seems, seems like a weird thing to do for a bachelor party, but that's what, that's what we did. And then went to a strip club. Pretty weird when you think about it. Pretty, pretty weird. Uh, Slarty Barty Fast says, David Bowie was Starman in the SpaceX launch is my favorite conspiracy. I don't get it. What do you mean he was Starman? You'll have to explain that one better. But uh, yeah, shouts out to David Bowie all day. Am I? Oh, I thought I was wearing my David Bowie shirt then. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I just thought I was. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, I've lost the chat on YouTube. I can't see the chat. I'll have to refine that. Anyway, uh, let's answer some, some questions that people sent in advance. How about that? How about that? Oh, no, there it is. I've just found the chat room. Hi, chat. Hi, YouTube chat. Hi, YouTube hero Alex, you magnificent mod. It says, hop in the Discord. Link in the description for news on new releases, sneak peeks at new releases. Stay updated for the live streams, chat with the community, and take part in community collab albums. Yes, you should do that you should definitely join the discord you people over on instagram join the discord it's wonderful it's better than instagram much better than instagram slarty barty fast says oh to, the bowie theory is that the mannequin in the car they launched to space wasn't the mannequin oh you're saying that they actually launched david bowie into space yes yes there you go cool i love that i love that i hope that's true i think that would be great uh i'm a big fan of elon musk um i'm i'm out here like uh trying to become friends with Elon Musk, so Elon Musk takes me to Mars, and uh, I get to DJ on Mars, and be the first DJ on Mars, that's what I want to do, so uh, yeah, let's, let's make that happen, Combo, Combo Katie, who's got a J in the Katie, and I can, I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing it right, she's been making some cosplay videos with uh, my music, that's very cool, I like that, I appreciate that, everyone out there making cosplay videos with my music, you bad motherfuckers, I appreciate you, everyone out there posting my music in any shape or form, I appreciate you, I've seen a lot of it on Instagram stories, that's dope, big up you guys, uh, I'm seeing a lot of it on Twitter, uh, there's these guys who run a skateboarding operation, teaching kids how to skateboard, they play my music in all their videos, that's awesome, I love all that, so big up you guys. Anyway, uh, Combo Katie with the J and the Katie says, do you mind me asking what a contrast shower is for you? Is it because of how meditative and healing the water element is? Yo, that's a good question because I have a contrast shower every day. This is one of my things I do. A contrast shower is when you run the water really hot, then really cold. Like really hot for a minute, then really cold for a minute. And you do that like five times and you get your ass out of there. Boom. That's what I do. And uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is meditative and healing. 
it also wakes me the fuck up, right? So that's that's useful and that's good for me because I'm not I'm not one of those people who, who sort of wakes up like that. Although I've been a lot better since I started the carnivore diet back in February. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the things I've always found water to be meditative and healing, and I've always liked being in water. And when I was a little bad motherfucker and I used to go out on like rampages and shit, oftentimes like after the rampaging, like you know, you'd be you've been rampaging around. Rampage City with your bottle of liquid acid and your flamethrower or whatever. <laughs> and uh, like eight in the morning, like a lot of times people like retire to uh, sort of student dorms and smoke plastic that's supposed to be hash. Uh, and I would like to f- go to swimming pools and just sit in water. I like water. So yes, water, water is meditative and healing. It is a beautiful thing. And I do love it. And uh, the contrast shower is a great way to start your day. So I do recommend that. By the way, I mentioned the carnivore diet. It is my six-month carnivorsary. Six months. Six months. Six months. I have been a carnivore. That means I only eat meat. And uh, aside from the fact that I'm in magnificent shape and... uh, I've got amazing cheekbones and shit of that nature and I feel great and I'm able to be hyperproductive. I realized another thing yesterday with that seems to be a side effect of the carnivore diet, which is that back in the day, I used to have uh, a period. Like once a month for like a couple, three days, I would go into a weird funk and my, my normal, sunny, optimistic disposition would be flipped up di- upside down and I could only see the doom and despair and I would actively have to work really hard to, for things not to be dreadful. <laughs> you know. And uh, literally haven't had that since before, just before, since basically I started the carnivore diet. The last time I remember having it was just after Christmas in January, and I've been on the carnivore diet since February, and I have had no funk. I have had no, any kind of, even any close to depression. Nothing. Nothing. It's just beautiful every day. How about that? Now, I do still fly into the occasional rage for stupid reasons, and that's something I'm working on. But yeah, no, Rob Simmies says no veggies. That's right, no veggies, just steak. Just steak. Just steak. Faye Israel says, hey, where do you source your meat? Uh, I get it from Ralph's these days. I went through a big period of getting it from Trader Joe. But uh, basically, it's like Trader Joe has a certain level of ribeye that's pretty good. And it's like eight bucks. And uh, like a steak that's eight bucks or less than that in in Ralph's is disgusting. But if you go up to like 11 bucks, it's really good. It's very good. And it's like, that's that's all you need. And they have a lot of uh, offers on it, Ralph's. Like every other week or something, they have like big discounts on the steaks. And seemingly these days, around once a month, you can get like $15 steaks for like five bucks for three days. So if you just stock up, you're groovy, it's good. So yeah. Yes. And uh, I'm trying out ButcherBox, which is uh, it's like a geek box for meat. So like they send you a big box of meat. So I'm trying that, and I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, Ruba Rubikov says, "Dude, have you seen the new Mission Impossible? Aside from Scientology, Cruise is a badass. Yo, I love I love Tom Cruise. He's a badass. He jumps out of airplanes. He's a badass. That's a bad thing to do. That's a bad motherfucker thing to do. I haven't seen the new Mission Impossible, but a few people whose opinions I trust over the past few days have said actually it's really fucking good. Anyone out there? Anyone else out there? Let's do a little um, a little poll, straw poll. Anyone else out there? seen Mission Impossible and uh, is, it, is it amazing or is it, is it not amazing uh, Spencer over on Instagram says how long do you plan on staying on the carnivore diet uh, forever forever why would I stop it's like literally the, the, the best thing I've ever done with regards to my health uh, it's the thing that's had the most 
almost immediate impact. It's changed my life. It's made me wet. It's just, it removed all my unnecessary body fat. Like, ding. I'm like, I'm going to post some photos later today. They'll be on my Twitter and on my Instagram. So you can see me uh, six months ago, then three months, then now. And it's amazing. I now just like look, look like a sort of ideal human. And uh, I didn't before. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have no intention of stopping. Why, why would you stop something that's, that's, that's working and is, is wonderful? Huh. Anyway, uh, yes, I should answer some more questions because this is Ask Akira. It's Thursday. It's Ask Akira. Uh, Slanty Bartfast says, eat eggs. Yo, sometimes if I get back from DJing and I'm really hungry and there, there isn't a steak, I'll, I'll eat a few eggs. Why not? Eggs are good. Little protein bombs. You know, steak is basically the best thing to eat if you're a human. Uh, maybe it would have been better to eat a brontosaurus if there were any of those around. I don't know. I don't know. Daniel says, how do you have such good taste, Akira? Oh, thank you, Daniel. That's, that's a great question. Uh, I've worked on it. I've worked on it. You know, you don't, taste is not necessarily something you're born with. You might be born with, uh, like, going in the right direction or instincts, but, you know, you work on it. It's like anything. You know, by exposing yourself to more good things, I have to shout out my father, who had a great taste in music and, and played me great music for my whole life, whether it was the best Motown records, the best glam records, the best the best punk records or the best rap records. You know, he was playing OG Original Gangster by Ice-T in my house when I was like 10, you know. So big up to my dad and uh, big up to all the, uh, all the elders out there who are showing the young ones the way with regards to culture. It's an important thing to do. And uh, thank you for your question, Daniel. Uh, Synapsian on the Discord, he's a bad motherfucker. He's one of, our, one of our Discord members who's very active in the community and we love him says, what perspectives in your life changed since you were a teenager? What advice would you give your past self? It's a great question. The, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, I no longer believe that uh, socialism is in any way good or useful <laughs> or productive or uh, even slightly a good idea. So, uh, and, and maybe I would tell my past self that. I was sort of uh, indoctrinated as a socialist by, by, by the same parents who gave me great music and great, all sorts of great things they gave me. But uh, they did think that Billy Bragg was right about socialism. And, um, and it's just weird because my dad's a historian. Like, he's a historian. He's a doctor of medieval history. I mean, maybe they didn't have socialism in medieval times, so maybe you didn't look into the, the, the 20th century as much. But, you know, the, the history of socialism has been a bloody and, and miserable one. And uh, currently, what's happening in the world is, is, like, all over... Poverty has halved over the past, what is it, 12 years? You know, and it's not socialism that's done that. Uh, Shouts out to Venezuela. Shouts out to all my homies in Venezuela. I've got homies in Venezuela. They hit me up. So, yeah. That's one thing. And uh, if I was going to give advice to my past self, the advice would be uh, consistency. Past self, just be consistency. Consistent. It took me a long while to learn consistency, and it's ridiculous because I knew it. I was telling other people to be consistent. Like uh, Big Nasty, my friend, he's a, he's a rapper in the UK. He was having a bad time with his career. He wasn't where he should be like eight years ago, 76 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, my advice, I was like, I sat down with him. We worked out a plan. I was just like consistency, bro. Just like drop a freestyle every week, tweet every day. Like he showed him how to use Twitter, all that. And uh, he applied those principles and they worked very well for him. He put out a video recently sort of thanking me for, for that and uh, said without that, he wouldn't be where he is today. Somehow I didn't apply that to myself. I was like, oh yeah, everyone else go be consistent. You, Akira the Don, keep changing your mind and doing different things and switching it up. And like, uh, now I'm glad I did because it's, you know, I, 
I found the, the, right, the right path for myself. And then, so in February of this year, I applied brutal consistency to myself and my life, and, uh, and the results have been spectacular. Spectacular. But, not but. Now, had I applied brutal consistency to myself in, say, 2000, I was a play ladder, I was a little kid, and uh, I, I set up a podcast, I had you know, access to whatever musicians I wanted. Had I consistently stuck at that, I would be uh, 10 times as big as Joe Rogan today. But I wouldn't be doing this. So uh, I'm glad I'm doing this, actually. So maybe I wouldn't tell my past self anything. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't. Uh, I sometimes think that, you know, advice or uh, when you're giving advice on, say, Twitter, I'll be dropping gems on Twitter quite a lot these days. It's part of my, part of my path. Part of what I'm doing is I'm like, thinking of the stuff that I know to be really useful, good advice, and then I put that into written form on Twitter as a kind of definitive maxim uh, to, be, to be useful. But uh, I, sometimes I thought uh, that that's kind of me talking to, to myself is what that is. And it's, uh, maybe it's me talking to my past self. Maybe that's what that stuff is. Like, hey, young Don, here's some, here's some real shit. And if you applied this now, you'd be way further ahead. Like, the idea is that, uh, that you know, young people now I want someone who's 16 now to like not have to go through the decade of, of stupid shit that I went through to work out a bunch of stuff. I want them to just fast forward that because they don't need to because they can see, oh yeah, th those people did that, that worked, that didn't work, we don't need to do that, and then we can keep moving forward as a species, you know. And I already see this with my son. You know, Hercules is actually uh, more advanced than me in many areas. He's actually a better swimmer than me now. He's, he's, he's an amazing swimmer. And he learned this just over the past like six weeks, five, six weeks. Um, we have a pool in the crib and he's just been jumping in that pool and, and like learning to swim. Shouts out to my wife. She's been showing him all the, all the ways. She's great. And uh, he's like a fucking fish now. He's like a seal. He just puts his face under the water and suddenly he's like Aquaman. It's fucking mental. So yeah, big up him. And uh, big up you guys. Big up you guys. Joseph Lewis says, uh, quote marks, but that wasn't real socialism. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, yes, yes. How would you, eccentric naturalist says, how would you recommend a pleb like me jump into the carnivore diet that you're following? Well, all I did, here's what I did. Guess what I did? Uh, I just stopped eating everything other than meat one day. I said, okay, I'm doing it. I went out and bought some steaks and then I ate those steaks and then I just kept eating, eating steaks. And if I didn't have access to a steak, if I was out, I would buy a burger patties, you know? Uh, a great thing if you're in California is In-N-Out. You can get a thing called the Flying Dutchman, which was the meal of choice of the founder of In-N-Out, and that's basically two fucking burger patties and some cheese. And uh, it's like two bucks or something. It's like a quarter of the price of the, of the main meal thing, and it's as filling, but you don't get the bloat of the unnecessary carbs. It's like whenever I go out with homies and they get a burger, and I just get the burger patty, I eat, and I get two burger patties or whatever, and then I feel energized, and I want to punch a nun in the face or something, and they're all, they're all bloated, going, oh, I'm all bloated, I feel like shit. Like, ding dong, you're doing it wrong. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Bo Selector, how much steak are you eating a day? Two. Two large steaks, usually, like a pound-ish, pound and a half. What, if any, sauces do you eat your meats with? Um... If I've cooked a steak in advance and I chop it up and put it in a box and like eat it later, I bang some hot sauce on that. There's some really good hot sauce that um, we had in the crib. One of uh, Hercules' school homies' moms gave it to us. It was some like natural 
fucking thing. I don't even know. It was very nice. So yeah, occasionally hot sauce, but usually usually just salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yes. Um, questions. Half an hour in, what I've answered like four questions. Shit. What up, Answer the Nomad over on Instagram? Uh, what up, Spencer over on Instagram? It says pleasure listening to you. On my way to work. Yo, go forth and be mighty, you bad motherfuckers. Smash it. Uh, hello, 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 hello. BA. Why does my Akira Dune Wave t-shirt feel so good? Yo. It's a good question. Why does your Dune Wave t-shirt feel so good? Well, it feels so good because it, uh, it's a thing of beauty and it's got Dune Wave on it. And Dune Wave, it just feels good to be clothed in righteous beauty. Shouts out to Comic Book Girl 19. Dune Wave. Dune Wave 2. Dune Wave 2. Coming soon. Yeah. Akira. And if you haven't checked out the Dune Wave merch, it's in akirathedon.com slash shop. We have great merch. Shouts out to everyone who's buying merch. It's, it's, it's very helpful. The buying of the merch it, it helps, uh, helps buy my kids' school shoes and uh, helps keep the operation going. Yeah. You know, we are the tip of the spear of, of, of the Meaning Wave universe. We are the whole spear. And, uh, and we're also everything else because we're the only ones doing this. We're bad motherfuckers. We're inventing a new way over here. And uh, all you guys' contributions are uh, just, just invaluable, invaluable. Because if you weren't doing that, then I would have to uh, spend my time making uh, music for adverts like I was doing before and stuff like that to get enough money. So, uh, yeah, you guys are uh, making it so that I can actually make this music and uh, not spend half my time making music for Audi. Yeah, so thanks. Thank you. Uh, yes, Synapsion says there are a lot of renowned men, such as Alan Watts, Terence McKenna, Mr. Rogers, Jocko. And I was wondering if there are any women of renown, of the same inspirational caliber as men, that you know of. It's a good question. It's a good question. And uh, yeah, just keep an eye. Keep an eye on the Meaning Wave universe and see, see who pops up. See who pops up, because certainly there are women of renown, and have been women of renown, and continue to be women of renown in the areas of extreme thought. Now, you know, you shouldn't expect every area to be populated with the same sorts of humans. That would be ridiculous. The reason we're all so different is so that we can do different things. And between us, we can uh, go to space. You know, so we all need to be good at certain things. And some of us need to be good at uh, building large structures with our bare hands. And some of us need to be good at hunting wild game. And some of us need to be good at constructing rockets. And some of us need to be good at the logistics of constructing rockets and things of that nature. We all have our have parts to play. And some of us happen to have penises. And that means our parts involve uh, things that those without penises are better. Like, we can't try and do those things. There's a lot of things my wife does that I, I'm just not good at. She's very, very good at certain things. And uh, that's, that's why this operation is going so well right now is because uh, my wife is, is, uh, is now actively involved and she's really good at certain shit that I'm just no good at and uh, yeah that's how humanity works ladies and gentlemen and how it will continue to work as we as we go to Mars as we boldly go forth into space and uh, fulfill our destiny yes oh and that's good next question what does bucko mean is it like an insult well I can't speak for Dr. Peterson I speak for myself I would say bucko it's like bubba it's like sunshine. It's like, you know, it's, it's a name for a person. It's, it's, I, I would say that it has a fondness about it and also a, a slight, uh, not aggression, but um, it's like poking you. It's like a poke. It's like, hey, pay attention, bucko. Yo, you, you, bucko. 
I used to say Bubba a lot, which I basically stole from Hunter S. Thompson. I, I used to read an awful lot of Hunter S. Thompson, so I started to, to speak a bit like him, and I would say Bubba. Also, Wolverine said Bubba in the comics. Bubba. I like saying Bubba. Uh, Bucko is a bit like that, isn't it? It's like, yeah, Bubba. What the fuck? Now, Daniel Grove says, Supper Kira, crack of dawn down under morning. Good morning. Good morning to my friends in Australia. How are you? How are you? How are you enjoying all the controversial, the controversial, unplatformed figures going on tour in your country? Why? What's with that? It's interesting. All the people that uh, the tech giants over here are banning are all going on tour in Australia. I w- I'm wondering if Alex Jones is going to start touring. That's one thing I feel Alex Jones doesn't do a lot of is like public events. I think, did he used to? He did used to. He did used to. I mean, he used to wander around with a bullhorn, shouting at people. You know. Maybe he's got. Maybe that's what will happen. They kick him off all the tech platforms. He's just going to go outside with his bullhorn, and then everyone else will film him, and all that will be on all the tech platforms. And what's, what? What is their plan with that? I wonder. Now that they've decided that their role in society is to actively police all content, there, there's a lot of content being generated. Everyone is generating content. Does that mean they have to look at all the content and decide which is morally moral and which is amoral? And if all the people decide they're going to film Alex Jones and his bullhorn. Are they all going to be removed too? And if they're all removed, then you'll only ha- you won't have that many people left. And so, once you get to a critical mass of people being removed, presumably they'll just go to something else. And is like, what's going to happen? This seems like a bad plan. This seems like a bad plan. And um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yes, uh, Rubikov. Have you seen movies from Terry Gilliam? I cut you off. Cut you off. Yes! Oh, sorry, I'll go back to your question. Looking how people get offended from everything nowadays, I wonder what would be the take on Monty Python. I know, I know what the take on Monty Python will be. Uh, the commissioning editor of the BBC, I believe it was, recently said, uh, yeah, uh, comedy's not going to be like Monty Python, four white guys anymore. Now it's going to be diverse, and then they proudly announced that their new comedy lineup features uh, an aspect of every shade. Of, of visible humanity, which to me is, is very racist and ridiculous. You're only judging people by the, by, by the color of their skin, not the content of their character. That's a creepy, creepy thing to do, and you should be ashamed of yourself. They're actively out there, like, proudly going, yeah, there'll never be another Monty Python. You, what the fuck is wrong with you? Monty Python was obviously one of the greatest things uh, humans ever produced, and you're actively encouraging a culture that would stop that from happening. You fucking creepy weirdos. How dare you? She... Anyway, Terry Gilliam is deeply unimpressed by that aspect of contemporary culture, and he uh, said something recently about how if he was coming out today, he would just claim to be uh, a black lesbian and just say that he identifies as a black lesbian, and then he would get loads of work at the BBC. So, yeah. Shouts out to him. Shouts out to Brazil, amazing movie. Shouts out to uh, Liberty Snake Bear in the chat. says, could I humbly request you to use Don't Bother Children when they're skateboarding, for a skateboard edit. I will make no money on it, but I really enjoy your work. Hey, yo, please go forward. Please go ahead and do it. Also, like, you know, I don't mind people making money if they've put work in. It's like, uh, you know, if you do a video and you use my music in the video and uh, you put a credit to me in the description, I'm very happy for you to do that and I'm very happy for you to make money off that. The small money that it is. It's not like there's a lot of fucking money in YouTube. Like, you know, I'm very grateful for all the money that does come in. But just for example, like, you know, that What's Wave album I put out last week, I think that's generated like $10, you know. So uh, in YouTube, in YouTube. And it all adds together. Here's the thing about the new world. Between all of these things, make a little bit of money on YouTube, make a bit of money on T-shirts, make a bit of money on streaming, all these different things. If you work very hard and you, you 
access all of these platforms, then between all those things, you can make, you know, you can put your fucking, you can buy your kids shoes. And that's dope. That's an amazing, 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 amazing thing. You know, and uh, we're just at the beginning of it. We're just at the start of the potential. I honestly think the potential for us all to make shitloads of money here in this new future is, is just, uh, it's, it's almost limitless. I think we can all be rich. I do, I do, I do. All of us who, who, you know, who contribute and make an effort and become the best versions of ourselves. And that should be the point. And like, also, you know, you don't have to uh, be rich. The happiest people in the world are not rich. The happiest people in the world uh, sit around on, uh, on, on, on doorsteps in, uh, in the ghetto of Miami, the happiest people I ever saw. Uh, they, were, they were in uh, the ghetto in Miami where I got lost and they hung around and, uh, and skateboarded and, and chatted with each other and they were very, very happy. So whatever, whatever, man. But, but the potential, the potential to live your life how you want to live it and uh, not be at, be at the behest of, of some mythical the man is just, it's just crazy right now. We've never had this in the history of humanity, and, and uh, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Daniel Grove says, I've got my wife listening to What's Wave now. Shouts out to your wife. You're a good husband. And uh, she's a good wife, obviously, because uh, she respects you and trusts your opinion and, and listens to things that you suggest, and that means you've got a beautiful relationship. Oh, yeah. Uh, what up, gang? What up, Instagram people? How are you? Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. Val says, I'm a transsexual and I don't dislike JP. I often agree with his points. Yeah, that's because you don't, your brain isn't defined by uh, your body and it isn't defined by other people's ideas of what, what you should and shouldn't think because of what's going on with you, which was a messy way of saying it. But yeah, it's because you're a bad motherfucker and not a fucking idiot. That's why it's a shout out to you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Bully Hunter says, now, nah, dude, you need to identify as a masculine presenting transgender lesbian. Yo, don't, don't, don't you dare uh, assume my presumed gender presentation. How dare you? How dare you? Bully Hunter says, you need to out crazy the crazies. That's a very good point, and I agree on that. But the thing is, the crazies are so crazy at this point. They've out crazied themselves, and they're so ridiculous. They are beyond parody. Uh, we live in brass eye. It's, it's amazing. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's impossible to out crazy these current crazies because they're so crazy. And they're also so um, vehemently convinced of their righteousness. So uh, the, the whole like punch and Nazi thing is getting really vocal on Twitter this week for whatever reason I'm seeing a lot of it. They're like really like, no, no, it's good when we do it. Violence is good when it's us and it's against Nazis. Nazis obviously being this catch-all term for anyone who disagrees with with the person saying it that's literally it i see it's on both sides no you're a nazi you're, you're no you're not all right either way yeah whatever uh we talked about this before i don't want really to talk about this too much but uh it is very silly it's very it's deeply silly and uh just honestly if you're the person calling for violence you're the bad guy that's just there's no point in human history where calling for violence against non-violent people has been the right thing to do they're always like, oh, yeah, what about Nazi Germany? Yo, man, those motherfuckers were out there, like, fucking literally invading countries. All right? So, yes. They were invading countries. The right thing to do was, was to fight them. Yes. Yes. Gavin McInnes isn't invading any countries out there. As far as I can tell, Gavin McInnes is just dressing like uh, Michael Douglas and falling down, uh, raising, uh, being married to a Native American Indian uh, lady and raising a cute little kid and sort of cracking jokes. Not even on YouTube, because his, his channel is outside of YouTube. So, 
Yeah, that was weird. He got deplatformed this week, by the way, in case you're wondering why I mentioned him. Gavin McInnes, uh, uh, owner of a fine mustache and a, an amusing fellow, got kicked off Twitter. And as far as we can tell, he got kicked off Twitter because uh, he thought it was funny when a guy who got attacked by a load of people in masks with bats uh, defended himself with no weapons and knocked one of them out. Yes. Meanwhile, all those punching Nazi guys who seem to make up like 90% of Marvel's, Marvel's editorial staff at the moment, they're all happily on Twitter calling for people to be uh, punched and killed. Someone sent me a video the other day and it was the guy from uh, Rick and Morty saying that 27% of the American population are literal Nazis and should be killed. And he was screaming this. It wasn't a joke or anything. He was screaming it. Why can these people not converse in a sort of civilized fashion? Why do their voices always get all high-pitched and whingy? It's, it's really weird. So, uh, yeah, that's a shame because I did, I did quite like Rick and Morty, although there were aspects of it that I found a bit creepy and troublesome, like this constant sort of pedo undertones. But uh, anyway, yeah, never mind. Never mind. That's okay. Uh, separate the art from the artist. You mu that's also a thing to do. I listened to uh, R. Kelly. I played him in the club last night. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Gunther says, how old were you when you had your first kid? And what were you like before and having, after and having the kid? Uh, was I 30 when I had my first kid, maybe? I think so, something like that. And uh, before that, I was uh, a wonderful, beautiful uh, human, kind of flailing around a little directionlessly, even though I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to get there, and I was trying lots of different things. And after I had my child, I became very laser-focused. Just pum, pum, laser, focus, laser, focus, get it, get after it, get it. Bad motherfucker, dumb. get it, get it. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm, I'm basically me after Hercules, and me after Hercules is... is just a thousand times better than me before and me before Hercules was a bad motherfucker you know I, I would I would go on a drink with that guy I would hang out with the guy I like that guy but uh, yeah me, me now is much better so yeah uh, have some kids they will make you a better version of yourself if you pay attention I would say yeah yeah um, yo shout out to all the bears there's lots of bears in, in the YouTube it would appear yeah yeah Manster Bear 15 White supremacists that no one knew existed until the media made a big deal are supposed to represent everyone on the right. Thousands of masked Antifa terrorists don't represent the left. Exactly. This is the creepy, weird, spastic logic that uh, makes these people look so ridiculous. And, and uh, just regular people see this stuff. And, and it's very obvious if you're a regular person. And most people are regular persons. Most people are not extremists. Most people are not cool. Most people are not sort of on the edge of, of the culture war or deep in the, the edge of the, uh, the cultural zeitgeist. So just most regular people, they see this crazy shit as it is. And they will act accordingly when it comes election time. So whatever, you know, and uh, yeah. Good luck, you <laughs> Good luck, you crazy people. Uh, like the tide has turned against you because you're being, you're, you've, you turned into that which you, you, you hated. You became that which you, you were struggling against. The funniest thing to me is uh, people, young people who think they're woke actively fighting against free speech and for mega corporations that's very funny to me it's, it's happened with the flipping uh all those like what was it the wall street thing like fuck wall street or whatever all those guys they're now actively like yeah facebook yeah megacorps yeah ban freedom of speech yeah that's so weird bless their little souls bless their souls because they will you know they'll at one point they'll they'll uh, accumulate a bit more wisdom and then they'll realize that they were played. They were played. They were made fools of and they'll be very embarrassed and it'll be sad for them. 
and for, for their families, particularly uh, their parents, you know, who went through all sorts of stuff only for them to come out. How dreadful. What a shame. How embarrassing. Anyway, uh, shout out to Salacious D. He's over there on Instagram. He's a bad motherfucker. Uh, he does sound at uh, one of the venues I DJ at. And he, oh no, I, I can't say what he used to do because that would be mean. But he's wonderful. He's a G. So shouts out to him. Shouts out to Kapahi says, pull to hole. What does that mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> Matthew Allison says, I would like to hear more about the four month theory. Uh, the four month theory. Oh, the four month theory where I, this is wherein I said basically you can switch your whole life around in four months. I mean, you can, you literally can. I did. I did. Uh, I decided in February that I was going to only eat meat, and I was going to approach uh, Meaning Wave as, as a like a as a sort of a business and a and a thing I was going to do. I was going to release this amount of content every week. I was going to do this. I was going to do this. I was gonna, I basically put in a plan, and then at the end of four months, uh, my life was completely different, and uh, and uh, yeah, I was in a wonderful position, and and all the stuff that was I was drowning in certain aspects of of, of bad, and those things had been pretty much conquered so basically it's just a case that like literally you can decide okay i want to do this and you work backwards right you say okay here's the result i want and you work backwards and you put in place the steps to get to that point and you just execute it's literally yeah and you but you have to be brutal with your execution you cannot diverge from the path that's why you need angels that's why you got to choose some angels and, and keep them there because you're going to you're going to want to diverge from the path right you're going to, I don't know, see a hot dog or something. Hot dogs are good. You're going to, something is going to tempt you from the path. But you have to stay on the path. And it involves sacrifice and hard work. And it's going to involve you doing stuff you don't want to do uh, at the time. But then you're always glad you did it afterwards. Like, uh, you know, people, like, whenever my, my missus is like, oh, let's go on a hike. And I'm like, oh, God, fucking I've got to walk up a mountain. Shit, I've got shit to do. It's usually, I don't, it's usually like, oh, but I'm bit, I've got to get this done. But every time I go on the hike, I feel better afterwards. I'm glad I went on the hike. Never, never wish I hadn't gone on the hike. And if ever I sort of accidentally get drunk when I didn't mean to, I don't, I'm never like, oh, I'm really glad I accidentally got drunk. No, no, I'm not because I always feel shit. Because uh, accidentally getting drunk steals from tomorrow. Stuff like that, you're always stealing from tomorrow for today. And when you're stealing from tomorrow today, you'll pay tomorrow. And then tomorrow you won't be able to do all the things that you needed to do as part of the path, as part of the execution and part of the plan. All right, so that's the fucking thing. It's discipline, baby, discipline. The four-month plan is discipline. Choose a place you want to be in four months. It's realistic, but, uh, but ambitious. A realistic and ambitious place. It's like, could I be there? Could I? Could I be there? Yeah, you could, motherfucker, if you execute like a G. All right, so uh, that's what you want. To, I don't want you all to fuck it. Do that. Why don't you do that? And uh, why don't you join the Discord? And uh, hey, Alex, uh, do you want to create a channel in the Discord for that, maybe? We should have a... What should we call it? The Path? How about a channel called The Path on the Discord and people can tell their stories of how they're making plans for themselves to be a better version of themselves in four months and uh, how they're executing it and what their plan is. Because part of it actually is accountability. It's like I announced what I was doing. I was like, all right, I'm releasing three things a week on YouTube. That's, people are like, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, sorry. I've said I'm doing it now, so I have to do it. Uh, that's, uh, I think they use that in Alcoholics Anonymous or something, right? You're like, all right, I, I don't drink anymore. So that then if anyone sees you drinking, they can call you on it. Be, Yo, you, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, that's the other thing. You know, uh, if you're ever in doubt, what you want to do is something that will not make the best version of yourself disappointed. I find that really works well. So it's okay. You could just, um, 
The other thing that's a part of this is remembering that you are not your thoughts. You are that which observes your thoughts, right? You are not the thoughts. We've talked about this before, but the thought, a lot of the thoughts, they come from other places, other people, your parents, shit you've seen on TV, whatever. So that's not you. You are that which observes that. All right, so just keep observing. Make sure you're actively observing the thoughts and observing the decisions or the potentialities. And then you can make smart decisions based upon what the best version of yourself would or would not be disappointed by. Disappointment's a big one. I found this with Hercules. It's like, you know, if you get angry at a kid, useless, doesn't do anything. But uh, if you're disappointed, if they do something that you don't like and you let them know you're disappointed rather than angry, that's way more effective. So, like, I, I kind of live in fear of disappointing the best version of myself and my grandfather, who is some, he's one of my angels for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, I find that very helpful. Yes. Yes. Sammy Boselector says, split life into dimensions for the four months. Work, health, family, study, and creativity are mine. Plan out goals for four months in those four dimensions. That's a good way of doing things. Hey, another thing, by the way, on that is uh, I found that Scott Adams was correct in that systems work better than goals. And the idea behind this is like, if you have a goal, you're like, I'm going to have big old titties, right? The whole time you're working towards getting big old titties, you haven't got big old titties, so it's like, oh, I haven't got big old titties. And then when you get the big old titties, it's like, yeah, yeah I've got big old titties, so oh, what do I do now? Whereas if, you, if your uh, system is like my system, is exercise that will eventually lead to big old titties. Every time you do the exercise because that's your system, you're a winner, and you're like, yeah, I fucking, I engaged in my system, I'm on the way to titties, this is a glorious thing, look at my, I feel great because of my system. So the system can be a lot more helpful in staying motivated. Although that's another thing, like, it's like, if you're not motivated, then the core thing is wrong. You need to get the core thing right. And the core thing is meaning, because meaning is the motivation. You've got to find the meaning, and then, and then the rest of it is a lot easier. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jim Marshall says, you've probably been asked this before, but will you do a Rick and Morty wave and call it nihilism wave? Well, here's the thing. It's like, I, like I said, I like Rick and Morty, and there's a lot in there that would lend itself to lo-fi mixes. And I also, this is me being a hypocrite because I often talk about how you have to s separate the art and the artist. But that Dan, the Dan Harmon guy, it's just like he's literally out there saying that a quarter of the American people are literal fascists who should be killed. And I just don't want to fuck with that energy. Like, I don't want that energy seeping into me or Meaning Wave right now. Because I'm trying to keep, uh, I'm trying to do something that's useful to humanity and that helps us go forward and break free of all this nonsense. So I'm trying to actively work with people who, whose energy leads in that direction, you see. And I don't think his energy is leading in that direction, much as I admire his creation or have enjoyed his creation. So that's where I am with that right now. And, you know, I nearly did a Rick and Morty wave a few months ago, and then something in, in my instinct said, mm, maybe don't do that. So I didn't. And I think I was, my instinct was proved correct. So shout out to my instincts. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay, we've got lots of questions to answer, and we're running out of time. Once again, Big Drum Bear, how did you get started with monetizing your music? What avenues or platforms did you use? Well, well, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Long, long time. Long time. So I started, like everybody else, uh, selling MP3s. Although I, always, I used to give them away as well, but I, I always gave people the option of also giving money. And, uh, yeah, then I started act selling merchandise as well. I added merch to the thing. I used to sell CDs and T-shirts and MP3 bundles that came with T-shirts. And that worked for a while. 
uh, my thing now is like the microtransaction thing. So it's just like have everything everywhere and anywhere possible. There's an option for people to support you if they want. So like if your stuff is on Spotify, there's like streams from that. What I've done recently is with Wattswave. This is great. This is what I want for the future. Uh, with my distributor, there is the option of, of uh, splitting the proceeds. So all the money that's being made from What's Wave, What's Wave, sorry, any there's uh, five other producers on that record, and I I I made all the music for half of it, and then the music for uh, another half was made from a combination of some great producers. And on the back end in my distribution, I've been able to uh, split it fifty fifty with them. So, uh, you know, Catalyst who produced two of the tracks, he gets half of the money from the tracks that he produced, and that's fucking brilliant. And uh, that's how everything should be. Everything should be like that. Hopefully YouTube fixes this eventually and then you can just go, okay, I've done this video. It's got all these tracks in it. It's a mix. Uh, split any revenue between all these people. And like I said earlier, you know, the revenue on a YouTube video might be 10 bucks or something. Uh, and between that 10 bucks, you're going to cut between like uh, 20 people. That's not going to be much money. But if everyone's doing that across the whole internet and you can do that, that suddenly means, wow, okay, fuck it. Everyone's going to be, everyone who's making videos with music in, like everyone gets credited. So suddenly you've got a situation where like a thousand people are making videos and those thousand people making videos are getting like a million views and then suddenly that's generating a relatively decent amount of money for everybody. That's where we're going. That's what's happening. And it's, it's, it's an exciting thing and I'm excited to be able to do it. I'm excited to be able to pay my collaborators um, I've started doing a thing with merch. So if uh, one of the artists who's drawn the uh, art, I split proceeds from the merch 50-50 with them as well. You know, and again, that's initially is not generating enough to fucking pay the rent or anything, but it's, it's a start. And uh, add, all these th add all these things together and they create something sustainable. I'm trying to create a sustainable new music industry. The meaning way of music industry, it's separate from the existing music industry. It's a new thing that we're creating and, and I want it to be sustainable. I want everybody to be able to benefit from it. And uh, yes. 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 Uh, Blue Art over there on Instagram. Hi. Says the journey of life is the point. The end is just death. Yeah, it's, it's the adventure. Spirit of adventure. Oh, and then he says Adventure Wave 2. Exactly. Adventure Wave 2. Who wants Adventure Wave 2? Yes. Uh, LG says Harmon is a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Booze is a dangerous thing, man. It's also a wonder. It's a joyful thing. I mean, you know, being drunk, I've had some of the best times of my life. Uh, booze is awesome, but it's also, yeah, it's, uh, it's a dark, it's a dark path. It's one of the worst drugs. I've seen it fucking destroy people. It literally killed my uncle, who my middle name is, is, is his, Yam. And Hercules is called Yam as well, his, his middle name. And booze killed my uncle. My uncle became a policeman and uh, he saw some awful, awful things and turned to booze because afterwards, after, you know, you and your, your police buddies, you go to the pub afterwards and, and, and he became an alcoholic and it killed him. Just killed him, destroyed him, separated him from his daughters, his wonderful, beautiful daughters and uh, lost him his wife, lost him his life in his 40s. It's horrible. You know, uh, I, had, I had a really good friend. He was an alcoholic and um, we had to section him. It just fucking it sent him his brain crazy. He was he was in an alleyway, like trying to stab himself with a broken bottle. Um, yeah, we had to section his ass, and uh, now he's now he's sober. He's very very sober, and he's got a little boy, a chubby little baby boy, and it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, Akira. A lot of people thought that he was uh, just lost, that there was no future for him. Guess what? Ding dong, you're wrong. He had a future. There's a future for all of us. 
if we choose it, but you don't have to put in the work. Uh, my friend had to sacrifice a lot and work very hard to uh, get to the point he's at now, which is uh, a wonderful point of being a, a sober person with a very uh, addictive sort of default nature. And he has a beautiful girl and a beautiful fat little boy. <laughs> he was a beautiful fat boy too. And uh, yeah. Lump trauma says, oh, fucking hell, this works. I've been struggling lately with my alcohol usage. Any tips for, stay tips for staying on the path? This is what I've been saying before. Booze is a tricky one, and I've, I've fucking struggled with this because I work in nightlife. I'm out in clubs four nights a week DJing, right? There's booze everywhere. And uh, there's an aspect of DJing wherein if you, if you get a bit drunk, it puts you on the same level as everyone else, and it, if you're on the same level as everyone else, it's easier to, to work uh, f f with them. It's actually more difficult to DJ sober than it is to DJ drunk. But uh, when you do DJ sober, you can get into a Neo from the Matrix-like state of being able to work almost in, sl in, in like Red, Red Dead Redemption bullet time, like everything slows down and you can see things coming in advance. Like, you know, booze is, booze is uh, it's a shortcut to something that you can do without it. So here's the thing. It depends what, what it's doing. If it's causing problems in your life, then you already know. You already know. You already know. You already know. You you need to you need to remove it from your life. I'm afraid, sucks. But you do. And see, so some people can be like, oh yeah, I have like the odd drink. Some people can do that. Some people can't do that. You want to be the person who can do that, but uh, that involves extreme discipline. And you you know you don't just. Most people can't just immediately be incredibly disciplined. I've done it with stuff. I quit smoking that way. All right, I'm just not going to smoke anymore. Boom, done. And I've done it with booze before. Um, I didn't drink for a couple of years. I'm going back into I'm actually going back down now. Do you know what? Maybe we should do it together. Maybe we should do it together. Because uh, here's a truth. I have allowed booze to come back into my life a bit. Life a bit and I've been like, no, well, you know, I'm good. I'll have a tequila or the odd two tequilas. That's fine. That last Saturday, I actually got very drunk accidentally. I, you know, and that's, that's not the, it's not the best version of myself. And I, and I kind of tried to uh, sort of in my head sort of excuse it a bit. But if I'm being really brutally honest with myself, no, because the next day suffered. I didn't get as much work done as I, I, I wanted to do. and Yeah, so, yeah. The only thing you can do is just not do it. You just say, all right, that's not me. I'm not doing it. And then you just fucking steer clear. You stay on the path and you have Jocko on your shoulder and you have someone, someone else on your shoulder. I'll be on your shoulder if you like and be like, yo, look, is this something that the best version of yourself is going to be glad that you did? And if the answer is no, you just don't do it. And, uh, you know, if it involves keeping out of situations where there's going to be temptation, then you have to do that. Now, I have no option for that. I have to go out and DJ four nights a week in clubs where there's booze everywhere. But, 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 you know, the professional thing is, uh, you know, just be a professional. Be strong. Be the best. Be, just make yourself proud. Let's do that. I'm going to do it. All right, I'm with you. Boom, let's go. Uh, MC Aries, have you done a duet with the people he's done interviews alongside? What? Who? Like Ben Shapiro or Brett Weinstein appearances. Don't fully understand the question, but I suspect it's possibly to do with Peterson. And you're wondering if I've done a mix where they're all together on one project? Is that what you're wondering? In which case, you're going to really love Intellectual Dark Wave. Intellectual Dark Wave. Coming soon in the Meaning Wave universe. Next up in the Meaning Wave universe is JBP Wave, the album. 
Hey, yo, Instagram guys, by the way, 50 minutes remaining on this broadcast. It's just going to automatically shut down. We're going to be carrying on over on the uh, YouTube for a little while longer because I'm going to answer everyone's questions. So if you want to carry on watching, you hit the link in the, uh, in the bio. Come over to YouTube. Come over to the dark side. We'll be there. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, Intellectual Dark Wave. Next, next up is JBP Wave, the album. I played some of that at the start of this broadcast. Coming up after that is Intellectual Dark Wave. Intellectual Dark Wave. Intellectual Dark Wave. Oh, my God. So there. Leon Worthington, did you go to any music college? No. No, I quit education age 16. And uh, then went and educated myself. So, yeah, I educated myself. I worked it out myself. I actually started this in the age before YouTube. There weren't. Nowadays, there are 12-year-olds who tell you, he'll show you how to do everything. Everything. They'll show you. And, uh, yeah, they're there now, so it's easy. You know, you don't, need, you don't need to go to university. But you can if you want, whatever, man. Don't, you know, don't let me dissuade you. Well, I just honestly actually feel now that real-life experience is more valuable and, and practical hands-on experience is a, a better teacher. But, uh, you know, I did a lot of working things out myself, and that meant that I uh, developed some bad habits and did some things wrong for a long time. But also some of those bad habits became part of my signature sound, and I, I wouldn't have developed them had I been in a school situation there where they were like, you do this, do this, do that, that's how you get the EDM snare, and that's how you get that, and da-da-da, you know. So, yeah. Uh, MC Aries, I answered you. Matthew Allison says, what is the deepest experience you've ever had? That's, that's a deep question. The deepest experience you've ever had? Well, one time I, uh, I, I was 16 and I did a bunch of acid and uh, I fell into a, into a hole. And I fell down that hole for a long time and and I just kept falling down that hole and down that hole and down that hole, like the dream where you never wake up, but this just went on for days. And uh, That was quite deep. And uh, also, I had a child. I had a child. And, uh, you know, there's something about the act of creation on that level, which is unparalleled. So, yeah, that was a pretty deep experience. Christopher Dustin says, what's your DAW setup? For example, favorite MIDI controller softwares. I use Logic X. Um, I currently am enjoying banging this guy. Uh, where is he? Back on. Back on, back on. This is an old school machine micro. Not even version 2. It's version 1. I've had it for ages. It works perfectly well. Uh, I really like my F1. That's a smaller controller that I use when I'm DJing. It's got pads on it. It's just like 16 pads and some, some faders. I really like that. I've been thinking of integrating it into my production setup. I just really like it. I have another thing called the MIDI Fighter Twister. It's 16 rotary twisty buttons. I really like that. You can press each of the buttons and twist them. Shouts out to that. Uh, yeah, Rob Symes says, looking forward to IDW Wave. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, El Grido says, what are your feelings, thoughts on hardcore and or other core genres? Uh, I'm going to be integrating aspects of hardcore into the Jocko album. That comes after IDW Wave, by the way. You might have seen the uh, Phase 2 slate. That, f that tells you what's coming up. It doesn't tell you everything. It doesn't tell you the surprises. It tells you, it tells you some big things. Uh, Gind Phase is asking about Hitchwave. Yes, I actually started working on Christopher Hitchens, a Christopher Hitchens piece, about five months ago. And uh, that's one of the things I've been working on in the background. And uh, the thematically, when the time is right, that will, that will come out. It's, uh, honestly, I was crying making that. I was crying. 
So I look. That's what the, the ones where I cry when I'm making them. They're they're always good. So yeah, look forward to that one. Justin Soaker says preferred steak of choice. Yeah, well uh, that's easy. Ribeye, ribeye. It's the right balance of mighty thick steak and fat. Fat's a big part of. You need a lot of fat. Uh, the pyramid was wrong. I'm afraid you need a lot of fat. I can just tell you this based on experience. So there. Jaguar Heart, what about doing Stoic Wave? Yeah, Stoicism is something that's kind of in a lot of the schools of thought that are currently we're currently going through, aspects of Stoicism. There are aspects of Stoicism in the, uh, in the, in the work of Peterson, obviously. And, um, Sto- there was a little mini discussion of Stoicism in uh, Glitch in the Matrix. Jordan Greenhall talked about it. Uh, Jordan Greenhall and I have a discussion that'll be coming out soon via Rebel Wisdom, and that yeah, uh, you know what I really like to do. What I would really like to do. There's a Twitter account called the Stoic Emperor, which is what, a great, great one of my favorite Twitter accounts. And whoever the Stoic Emperor is, he follows me and uh, he he hits me up occasionally. And I would like to do a wave with his tweets. I asked him if you know if he would be into reading them, and he kind of sidestepped the question. And uh, I, I wonder if there's a voice that would suit those tweets. I don't know. There's some people who are really, really good on Twitter, and those tweets would make for magnificent audio recordings. But of course, it really depends what the voice is doing. It really does depend on that. Naval Ravikant, who we had Naval Wave one, he's got some incredible stuff on Twitter that would make amazing songs. I've been talking to him about doing that, so he's going to record some stuff for that. So that's good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Hooslander wants to know when are you, when are you going to remix Iron Maiden's Two Minutes to Midnight and play it midnight and play it two minutes before midnight? Well, it's two minutes before midnight once an hour everywhere, so I could do that quite a lot. I could, and uh, yeah, I, I loved Iron Maiden when I was a kid to the point to the point that I used to have a bunch of Iron Maiden T-shirts, and uh, I got kicked out of church for wearing an Iron Maiden T-shirt, and that that turned me into uh, a little. A little mini Christopher Hitchensy, little teenage atheist, like many other people around that time. Yes, it did. It did. It did. It turned me away from God. So well done, idiots, idiots out there. And uh, you know, nah. Yeah, I mean, Catholic Church has got a lot of problems right now. There are a lot of problems right now. There needs to be some extreme personal responsibility taken over there. They need to uh, get Jocko Willink. Uh, consulting with whoever's running that operation because who are, the, the people running that operation are not taking extreme personal responsibility. They're just fucking not. They're really not. How dare they? And that's what they need to do. That's what they need to do and they could fix that whole situation. Well, they could at least start to fix it. Oh shit, the legend Neotic is in the chat. What up, Neotic? You fucking legend. You legend. You legend. Neotic runs... Uh, Piss off, Swinsia. Neotic runs one of the best YouTube wave channels. And uh, yeah, he was very influential on my work. Uh, I found his stuff like just before I started doing Source Wave Radio and uh, some of those early mixes. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic curator. He's a brilliant curator. And uh, he also produces his own work, uh, which I, u- I, I used one of his tracks on uh, Adventure Wave, actually on Adventure Wave, one of his tracks, and, uh, yeah, and he needs to do more, he had a track called 11pm, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and, uh, I enjoy it very much, it's a beautiful song, in fact, so, we need more from you, Neotic, 
More from you, please. Shout out to everybody. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up with uh, some Neotic. Just there in the background. It's very beautiful. Liberty Snake Bear. Opinions on Owen Benjamin. Coheed and Carnivore Diet. Uh... We spoke about this earlier, actually. I love Owen Benjamin. He's a bad motherfucker. I listen to him on the way to the studio on my commute down to the studio. I listen to his live streams. I enjoy them very much. Uh, he's a brave man and a funny man. And I've uh, got a lot of love for that man. Coheed. I don't know what Coheed is. Uh, Coheed and Cumbria. I toured with their drummer once. And Carnivore Diet. We discussed this earlier. I'm six months deep. I've been on the Carnivore Diet for six months. Six months and I'm in the best shape of my life. So yeah, I'm a fan. Limit Four says I don't have a question. I just wanted to stop in and say your music saved my life. Well, shit. Yo, you get the applause button and uh, thank you for being here. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. D Rest says when will you do a movie rescore? That's a wonderful question. That's definitely in my future. It's definitely in my future. And if you've got suggestions for movies you would like me to rescore, because that's a project I'm going to undertake. Uh, leave them in the suggestions area of the Discord. There's a Discord. We've got a Discord. The link is in the description. And uh, go ahead, join the Discord. Come join us. Hang out. Uh, hang out with the other Don family. We need a name. We need a name. Owen Benjamin. His people are called bears. What are you guys called? What are you called? We need to work it out. We need to work it out. That should be a, a thing, a subject of discussion and, uh, in the Discord. So, yeah. And uh, I think that's the right time to get out of here. It's the right time to get out of here. Thank you to everyone for being here. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for sharing your light with the world. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for being bad motherfuckers. I appreciate you. Uh, We've got shit going up every day on the YouTube right now. Yesterday we had the re-upload of What's Wave 2. That's back after it got claimed by someone who who claimed it, basically, and was running loads of adverts on it, destroying the listening experience. It's re-uploaded. It's back. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. Stop Thinking 5 is coming up this week. We have a my very first and possibly only how-to video. I'm going to show you how to make a song. i show you how I make a song using my own sample pack. That's coming up. We have a new JBP Wave single. We have JBP Wave the album. We have a new What's Wave single. We got new... Uh, we got a lot of stuff, baby. We got a lot of stuff. Excuse me. It's an exciting to be alive. It's exciting to be... Exciting to be, time to be a part of the Meaning Wave universe. Uh, yeah, yeah. the drummer from Coheed and Cumbria is sick. He's a bad motherfucker. He's also a rapper called Weird Science, and I toured the UK with him. And uh, yeah, he's a great rapper. He, uh, he basically just rapped about his struggle with heroin. He had a big problem with heroin, and he, he made two concept albums about, about his struggle with heroin. And then he got clean. He was, he's clean. He's a clean motherfucker. He's just like a fucking whistle. And uh, I was very proud of him. He lost loads of weight. He sorted his life out. And uh, yeah, he's a G. So yeah, yeah. He's called Weird Science, by the way, with two E's. Weird Science. And uh, yeah. All right, let's go. Thank you, everyone, for being here. You'll be able to watch this back on the YouTube. And uh, YouTube Hero Alex is going to chop it up into little sections so you can see it on the second channel. There's a second channel that's linked from the main channel. The second channel, I'll be posting there two or three times a day. And that's like little things, like little clips of these videos. I'm also going to start posting individual songs there that are, yeah. So subscribe to that. And, uh, you know, be excellent to one another. It's a beautiful time to be alive.